welcome to The Builders Podcast, episode 46. Meet Bridget Willard. Her journey, mental health challenges, finding your why, branding, and social media. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, give us a thumbs up or a like, and share if we've earned it. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. We're here today with Bridget Willard. Hi. Bridget and I uh, met on Twitter. Or she was following me, I was following her, or somehow that happened, and see each other's tweets. She saw one of my tweets about the podcast. She said, I know some people would love to be on that podcast. She referred a couple people who are going to be on the podcast. And then I was like, what about you? And I was like, about yeah, Bridget? I'll do it. <laughs> sure. I love being so, on podcasts. I have plenty of opinions <laughs> on a variety of topics. So we can just rip. Just go all afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll break it into parts. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have a problem talking today. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> which is really good. So, um, so yeah, you, uh, so for a living or a business, you, uh, do marketing or something for people. Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't tell by the birds, I, I do, uh, Twitter is my specialty. <laughs> Makes a and, lot of sense. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm a marketing consultant for FinTech, big tech, uh, big data, WordPress, um, it, it's a range from I'm either coaching you or writing for you or managing LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter, um, nice. and uh, also feeding them with ideas, connecting my clients with people who can have them on podcasts, you know. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that actually kind of works out pretty good. That, mm-hmm. and, yeah. yeah you did a, you're, you're doing a good service for people. Thank you. Um, so how did, how did let's, so let's, the first thing, you know, if, if anyone listening has never listened to this podcast before, uh, I liked when I first have somebody on, I want to learn a little bit about their background, how they ended up where they are today. Uh, if they're entrepreneur or in business, like how that happened, why, what preceded it, um, who influenced you, you know, kind of, how did you become this person you are today? So I'm going to ask you that. It was a dark and stormy night on December 7th, uh, 1972, when my parents got married because my mom was pregnant with me. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, thanks a lot, parents, for getting married on Pearl Harbor Day. Like, that is like the beginning of the tragedy of my life. It set the pace for everything else. Right? It set the tonality. <laughs> And uh, it's you know part of my dark sense of humor. No, for real. Like um, I was always a, a high achiever. Um, my sister had my dad's genius level IQ. Well, she still has it. He's no longer mm-hmm. living. Um, and uh, I, I decided that you know my mom worked in the hospitality uh, industry for a long time in the kitchen. She was a sous chef. And so, of course, when I was able to work, I'm like, try out to be a busboy. So you have to be coordinated for that. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) After, I think, a week 
I realized I needed to learn typing. <laughs> that that the waitress, busboy, kitchen rat was not going to be the right one for me. Um, plus, I don't know why, but Cheerios seem to always be something that you're cleaning up, even if you're not serving it. Parents, Cheerios. Yeah, you you have to bring your kids to the restaurant. You bring oh, Cheerios right. with them to keep them. You got to keep that blood sugar maintained so that you yeah. can keep their behavior in check. Um, gotcha. and I was just like, yeah, I'm over this. So, and I tried to be a maid too, but I got kind of like pushed out of that. Um, so I took office careers. Uh, we had a thing in high school back in the day called regional occupational program, ROP. So I took three years of that and I worked at the Navy postgraduate school in the department of mechanical engineering in Monterey. I worked at Brooks oh. Cole publishing, um, as a secretary, I was filling in for somebody, right? But uh, who was on maternity leave? Well, then they, I, they didn't have enough work for me. So then I started working in another department, um, scanning in graphs and pixel by pixel fixing them. Had I had an Apple, a Macintosh at that time, so this is 1991, because that's mm -hmm. when I graduated. So now you know I'm 48. But so. Um, if I had a Macintosh computer at that time, they would have kept me on uh, while I was in college. And I could have worked remotely in 1991. Oh, I know, really? because that's I was really good at cleaning up those graphs because I'm good at yeah. detail. And that, like, I'm no Photoshop, Illustrator, Premiere person. Fast forward to like this week, and I applied to teach social media at the Alamo Junior College here. And because I am not proficient at Adobe Premiere, which they forgot the last E on, by the way, uh, I am disqualified. There were disqualified from teaching social media. Well, it's been paying the rent since 2009, so whatever, <sighs> dude. You know what I mean? Like, the, it, it's yeah. just so bizarre working. So anyway, I was a, basically a secretary. I went to school to be a teacher. Oh, a did. school teacher, okay. yes. I taught one year, junior high and high school math, seventh grade to algebra two, loved the classroom, had no problem with the students, parents are the worst. Oh. If I knew how bad it was working with parents, I would have never been a teacher. But I changed my major in college three times, five, three mm -hmm. to five times, I don't even know. At first I was like, I'm gonna be a businesswoman. You know, I always played office. That was my role-playing game. And I would stamp really? things. Yeah, when I was a little kid. And I taught my perfect. sister to read from the Mother Goose um, uh, fairy tale book, the black and white one. So, I mean, I was really into, I was nerdy and, you know, mm -hmm. into stuff like that. So I, I didn't realize that my personality, like, had had things been different in my upbringing I would have been an engineer. I would have been steered into engineering because I had this moment, Matt, where I was like, I'm over this. I can't deal with these parents. I took a career aptitude personality test that combined, you know, everything about you, what you like, what, what everything's like that, you know, 20 engineering jobs, 20 engineering jobs. Then I, then I'm like an office manager, accounting person and a general contractor you know, and we're sending all these drawings to a structural engineer. No, they always have work. Like, had mm -hmm. I like yeah. thought about like, you know, 
pursuing that, I could have. At the time, I was thinking, oh, I'll teach algebra in junior college. So this is like when I was 30-something. I'm like, man, I have to be a, have to have master's in math. And I have all this math that I'm not, you know, that I haven't taken. It would have taken mm-hmm. me until I was 40 years old. But I could have done it. You'd be there now. I'd be there now if, if at the time, if my employer at the time would have allowed me to, to take my lunch period when I could have taken the classes, but they never fit. I was trying to fit them in after work or something like that. It just never worked. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going, I'm not going back to college this year. I, I moved to Texas in, um, 2020 in September and then I thought, you know, maybe, you know, cause people don't like me for some reason, which I can't figure out why people don't like me because I work really hard at being likable, but whatever, fuck off. I don't, I don't, what are you going to do? Like, you know, that you might know be, what I mean? Wait a minute, wait a minute. That might be our first swear word on this, on this whole, on this podcast. Yes, I'm a winner. Is, I'm going to highlight that in the show notes. <laughs> I just this thought that weird. would be funny. I don't know why people don't like me. F off. You know, because you're in your 30s, you're like, oh, I well, want people to like me. I want people to like me. And then when you're in your 40s, you're just like, but I am my best self, and it's okay if people don't like me. True, yeah. That's so I thought maybe I, I was yeah. autistic on the spectrum. So my aunt, uh, my aunt, my sister-in-law gave me some money to go test it. I'm not. I just have post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> from a bad uh, childhood and a bad marriage. Okay. It's just PTSD. It's not autism. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you figured it out. I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> to take any. T- I'm sure I would be somewhere on some spectrum somewhere. Oh, I'm not sure. Lot. I think it's better not to know. No, for, no, it is better not to know. And let me tell you why. <laughs> so I have uh, <laughs> general anxiety disorder, depression, and PTSD. So I was disqualified from term life insurance, 10 year term life insurance from uh, AAA. Oh, so you I'm like, oh, so they, you they guys are about that. Well, because they ask you, you have to do these health yeah. questions like that. You're yeah. going to get life insurance. if You're going to die in two months. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I answer. I'm so literal. I answer the question. Oh, yeah. Have you been diagnosed? Have you been diagnosed with anything? Yes. You know, and then that was in the letter. I'm like, oh, okay, so that means your actuaries are betting that I'm going to die by 58. Well, guess what? My grandmother was 101, so you lost the money from me, buddy. I just put it yeah. in a savings account instead. Yeah, you, don't, you don't have to tell me about actuaries and all that stuff. I was in the insurance business for a few years. Right? I There's mean, I know. Stuff, they're betting. But, they're betting yeah. I'm going to die before 58. Yeah. I'm betting I'm going to die after 58. They're looking at the pure numbers. They don't uh, don't care about you personally. <laughs> right. I'm not going to ask you any more questions. It's just that surface level. Right. right. So being denied yeah. for term 10, and I only wanted yeah, it just in case I died tough. so yeah. that, you know, like, so my writers would still have work. It was yeah. about keeping my business alive. More of a I don't business. Care. Yeah. Yeah I, don't, yeah. I don't own a house. I don't need life insurance. I don't have a spouse. Like, suck it, AAA. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back. I want to rewind. Don't a ask bit me an open-ended question, Matt. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. No, I, I, I do it strategically. I want to let you just 
open up and talk and tell me all all of it. This, I could be your like. You're not laying down in a chair. I'm not your psychologist. I'm not gonna, right? No. Um, no, but I'm. One of the things that's intriguing, like with, like I feel like I've been on a similar path, like uh, until my 40s. Um, I'm 50, so I've you know. 48. Whoop. Been around, um, but I have my early years, especially my 20s and 30s. Um, I could. It would be a long laundry list of things I tried and failed at, and. You know, from sales jobs. I mean, I was a, I was a bartender for most of my twenties, trying to be an artist. Um, I got into internet marketing. I've done, you know, and as soon as I made a decision to go into web development design, that's when things started turning around for me and st- or stabilized. Um, but it's just it's that journey of just trial and error, and and just you know, you were you were discovering things along the way. It's like ah, that's not for me. That's not for me. No, can't deal with that. I'm very curious about the, the, the parents. Like, what was it about parents that j- just because they were so angry okay, so, about So when you have or? a job, so when you have a job, you have one boss, maybe three, right? And, yes. and, and you're failing. You know what that person's expectations are, and you can kind of um, study for the test, so to speak. Right. Now when you, you have, have 60 like, students in a private Christian school, gotcha. you oh, have okay. 120 plus parents and their parenting flaws are exposed in the communication process. Mm, For example, okay. I had a student, a seventh grade student. Okay. First of all, let's talk about mathematics and arithmetic. Their mathematics starts at algebra. Everything before that is arithmetic. What you have at X, that's algebra, it's logic, and that's where mathematics begins. Everything before that is 7 plus 4 equals 11, and there's only so many ways you can do that kind of stuff. So this whole pre-algebra ridiculousness is so stupid. You're either doing algebra or you're not doing algebra. It's binary, whatever. So this seventh grader... Uh, comes in my class, and um, we're doing Saxon math, and some people don't like that curriculum. I think it's fantastic. Um, and he's getting D's on the tests. And his parent was like, "How? I can't believe I didn't know my kid was failing. And I'm like, I can't believe that you haven't asked your child to turn in the test. I can't believe that, that he was not failing last year and doing the same kind of problems He's all of a sudden failing. I feel like you're not paying attention to your kid, and that's not my problem. But being the helpful person who wants to be liked, I had math lab, you know, I, Tuesday and Thursday. Just I'll stay after. I'll tutor you for free. Did they come? No, because they had other priorities, not learning. And then I started like, no, if you got a, if you got a C or below, that test had to be turned back in, signed by your parents. Now, I had to do a bunch of extra work because you aren't involved in your child's life. Not my problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then they'd be like, you're too hard. You're like, I was the first person to give a detention. And I was detention queen from person? day one. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, no, you don't talk when I'm talking. Like, that's not acceptable. I am this teacher. I'll call on you. But, you know, you want to continue with the infractions. I want one, two, three, detention. One, two, detention. You know, that's it. 
This is that you have to have structure in a class. And then, yeah. you know, I only have like 15, 20 minutes of stuff I'm telling you, then it's guided practice. So keep your mouth shut and let's do the work. And I was super good. Like, I mean, I'm readers digesting it for you. I didn't say that to the kids, you know, <laughs> uh, but in those exact words, yeah. no, but like, that's the reality. And then there yeah, was yeah. all these political issues with other teachers and I'm like, hey, if the, that teacher is wrong, you know. And then there was, it was a Christian school, and we taught devotions first. And the chaplain of the school was was like, uh, I was teaching correct theology, and he was questioning my theology. So the so he was teaching things that weren't right. So my kids, uh, well, I had math, so I had everybody. So uh, <laughs> in chapel, my kids would be like, Mrs. Willard said, da 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 da, oh, and they're no. like, and he's like, well, that's not true unless, and they said, well, it's this verse and such and such, because I always told them. And you gave them the, you gave them the proof. To, the well, I no, but, but, well, that's that's what math is. That's what theology is. Yeah. That's what law is. It's all facts. It makes sense, right? Yeah, right. It facts right. if you accept them, but if, it's a framework, right? So I would say, don't believe me. Go look it up yourself. Look it up right now. I, I I'm not, I'm all about curiosity and fostering that you you need to figure it mm -hmm. out now i'm totally lapsed as a christian i believe in jesus but i'm not living like that as you heard earlier with my cuss bomb and i'm just saying like <laughs> but but that was I, like i was not equipped in my young 30s to deal with contentious conniving disruptive Christian people, it completely threw me. And I was like, whatever. The city shut us down because we weren't zoned correctly. Good job, pastor, for not figuring that out. And I stayed on as a church secretary. And then when we got laid off, because my husband's the children's pastor, when we got laid off, um, I just went into, I found a job uh, at a roofing company doing secretarial work. And I, I tried to um, work at a public school, but I never got hired. You know, like it just yeah. never happened. Besides, they were only, at that time, they were paying $27,000. Like, okay, I need to earn more money than that. I earned more money doing the trade that I went to college not to do. Yeah, right. And yeah, even when I sense. left... And that's why I'm very good at being a secretary. I have no problem being a secretary. It wasn't like I found something that I wasn't, uh, that I was doing. I did that for 30 years. It's not that I, and, and, and accounting, you know, I just say secretary, but, you know, office management, management, accounting, super good at accounting and collections. Very good at, very good at it. And I would go back to it if I could afford to have that salary. But I knew because my husband was so much older than me, my late husband, I knew I needed to work at home, one, because I knew caretaking was in my future, and two, I knew that I was at the top of my salary for that career. Hmm. Right. The only way to earn more money, because you, I sold my time. I sold 40 hours a week for $39,500 a year. I sold it, and so, with commuting and lunch, that's 11 hours gone out of my day, and there was no possible way for me to earn more money during those 11 hours unless I did side work. So I started yeah. doing side work and worked and got a job at um, Thought House, which is 
was an advertising agency in San Diego, and uh, our oh. client was Give WP, along with other people. Uh, we were mostly in franchise development. Paul Davis went home inspection, um, sport clips, that kind of thing. And then I went on Very my own in 2017, yeah. and here I is. Yeah. So you knew that you knew you well. You knew you had to work at home or wanted to work at home, and that so that was one thing. But also that kind of lifts the ceiling. You can now work for yourself. You're, the only limit is what you're capable of doing now. Right. So that I'm always fast. Like first. like I said, at Brooks Cole, at, at the Naval Postgraduate School, at every job I've had, I've replaced two or three people because I'm very good at what I do. I, mm-hmm. I take in information. I get my work done. I mean, that's on my mug that Rhonda made me do the work. That's like everybody wants the dream. They don't want to do the work, and then they wonder why it's not happening. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I was the sole provider during 95% of my 23-year marriage. So it was on me to bring oh. home the bacon. And when the bacon yeah. wasn't enough, I needed to change careers. Mm. I mean, in some ways, I've, I actually did, when I was getting tested for autism, I was thinking, well, maybe I need to not be in marketing, and maybe I should just get my master's in accounting and be a CPA, because I would kill at that. I would kill at it so hard. Um, but we found out that there's no reason for me to change my career because I'm very good at my career. I'm yeah. good at whatever I do because I don't do things that I'm not good at. When, you know what I'm not Whoa. good at? Being that's a bus profound. boy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, people right. people would say, well, yeah. okay, but that's no, but that's a that's also a limitation. And let me tell you why, because uh, I was so afraid of doing things and failing, afraid of failing that I wouldn't do them. And then people would say, you're so good at everything you do because I don't do things I'm not good at. I tried salsa. I'm terrible at it. No, yeah. I'm, I'm you're not out. Afraid of, you're not afraid of trying. You're just, but you right. soon figure out this is right. not for me. Like yeah. this year yeah. I tried training for a 5K. It's not, it's not serving my purpose. My purpose yeah. for exercise is not losing weight. And I, and I realized, why did I want to do it? I wanted to do it because my husband said I couldn't. That's a stupid reason. Yeah, I had a, I had a kind of, um, it's not, it's a late midlife crisis. Um, in my late forties, I started working out again because I was feeling like I was getting out of breath uh, a lot, way too, way too soon. Um, go to the, go to the state fair and I'm winded by the time we're done. <laughs> yeah, I have to take a nap for a few hours. And so no I started working out. No funnel cakes for you. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Yeah. Yeah. Funnel cakes. Mm, very good. Uh, so but good. I'm not hungry. I started working out. And then, of course, me, I'm I'm the type of person that just can't just do something a little. I'm like, well, I might as well just try to be the strongest I've ever been in my life. So when I'm hit my 50s, I'm in better shape than I've ever been. So I started pumping myself up and I started lifting weights and I started, I'm like, I am going to do like, I'm, I'm deadlifting. I'm doing. I'm like. I'm going to see how big these muscles can be in my late forties. Okay. And uh, yeah. Um, Four surgeries that, later. <laughs> after doing that for a year or two. Well, I mean, well, COVID kind of put a kibosh on that a little bit because the gym's closed down. But I think it did. After that, kind of comes the realization: if I do, you know, start working out again, which I hope to do soon. Um, that may, maybe some strength training, but maybe let's not go too overboard, try to injure myself, 
Um, I'm sure I got a hernia out of that whole situation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's like in my 50s, I actually, 50 years old, I feel, I feel great. But I realize in, by learning from others that you may feel great, but your body is going to be a less, you know, less able to manage all those things. Uh, well, physically. entropy. <laughs> it's all about entropy. So, Everything goes from order to yeah. disorder. It's the second law of yeah. thermodynamics, and you cannot change it. So, but True. I'm, but I'm well, with you on that. But like my fitness goals are like I'm already getting arthritis. I have like the witchy. Uh, this deformed finger, you know, from rheumatoid arthritis or, that runs in our family. Right. But like, I'm like, I just want to be able to open a jar and not fall in the shower. Those are my fitness goals. Like, if I'm going to live to 101, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I just don't want it to like break my hip. <laughs> you know, like let's yeah, right. let's do some yoga. I walk to clear my head. I I yeah. do my diet like to lose weight. I I just reduce my calories. It's just math. It doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I I hate to break it to everybody, but it's math. Yeah. No. <laughs> I but resisted it. I, mean, you... I resisted all those things. Now I eat 12 to 1400 calories a day. And guess what? I lost weight, and like I'm keeping it off. Whoa. <laughs> Well, it's, everyone's different. Everyone's got a kind of different physiology or, you know, the different bodies. No, for and, me, and I know for my body type, though. But, right. <laughs> and I was but just it, like, but... what? <laughs> it was that easy? Yeah, it really was. Well, I mean, I think, I think we have to do what, you know, you know, can create our best life. If you feel good, right. if, you know, and you're able to get up in the morning with some energy, get through the day. Um you know, I, I, there's a lot of trainers out there and stuff, especially online, where, you know, do this, you know, get pumped up, go, go, go. Um, but we don't all need to do that. We just need well, to just figure like out what we need to do. Yeah, just like marketing, it has to fit your goal, right? Yeah. So, like, to me, and I just sent an email marketing about this, like, it's about trusting an expert, finding an expert and then trusting what they say and stop being so damn stubborn, which I know I'm very good at. Remember I said, I'm, I don't do things I'm not good at. I'm good at ruminating. I'm good at, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want that on my LinkedIn yeah. as a skill. Like, so that's yeah. the thing is like, for me, I started Noom and because um, I wanted to figure this out and I knew it'd work for some people. And what and what it's based on cognitive behavioral therapy. Hello, PTSD lady over here. I was mistaking my anxiety that sits in my stomach for hunger. I I, really? I I ask myself when I feel like that. There's three things: like, do I have to poop? Am I hungry? Or am is it anxiety? It's one of those three things, and they're completely different, but they're all down there. And you, so I would just eat because I had so much anxiety. So that was really uh, the reason why. But I, you know, it's that's not yeah. funny. What's funny that's the is thing. That's, it's just math. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like to be it's, funny. Like that's my goal in life. Yeah, it all breaks down. Well, that's that's interesting because it it is you you have to identify. It's a personal thing. You have to identify what's going on with you. Um, that was my problem. Answer. Yeah. Yep. 
And that's the self-awareness piece, right? So like, what are your goals? What do you want? I want to not fall in the shower. So therefore I do yoga. I want to have strong hands and arms. I don't play piano and guitar anymore. So like I lost a lot in my arms. So I'm lifting weights. 12 minutes is better than zero minutes, you know? Right. So what are your, what are your business goals? That's like what we talk about this stuff in marketing and then we think it doesn't apply to all life. It it all goes on the rubric of what your goal is. And the problem I see with most business owners is they're so scatterbrained. They're all over the place. They don't know what they want. I mean, I literally went to a psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, uh, no, sorry, a diagnostician, a psychiatrist who diagnoses adult Mm. autism, because I wanted to know if it was prudent for me to change my career. That fit my life and my business goals. When she was like, no, you're good at this. This is your thing. I'm like, okay, I'm doubling down on me. I'm doubling down on my business and that fits my life. And this is what I want out of it. That's why it's important to know yourself. Know, I'm I'm reading, um, you've probably, everybody's read it by now. Uh, Simon Sinek, uh, his uh, Start Start With Why. why. I am so in love with him. You don't even know. (laughs) I got to meet him. I got to meet him. I went to book signing and there's a selfie. And he's the reason why I knew I would want to get married again. Really? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I, well, I've seen him, I've seen him off and on for years. He's all over social media, you know, and stuff right. and I, or, or like Ted talks or whatever he did. Yeah. Yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's, he's kind of, I don't know. I wasn't too sure about him. You know, he's, there's a lot of people out there just talking. Um, but reading that book though, I mean, he really, uh, it's real. I don't know why it took me so long to read it. I guess because I was kind of end of the year here, I'm looking at my business and, and, what am I doing next year? One of the things I really want to define our why uh, more. I, we have a why, but I want to really make it obvious. Um, but anyway, but I think that kind of ties into what we're talking about. You have to know yourself. You have to know what you're all about, what your goals are. And uh, that's why, you know, whether, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Um, why are you, you know, working out? Why are you building this business? Um, and why are you building in the way you are? Um, there's so many, obviously, uh, angles to that. But that's interesting. Well, all, all of this stuff, like everything you're talking about here, and your analytic kind of analytic, go get it, go getness. Um, I don't know. I just made that up on the fly. You'll I'm go get getness. <laughs> go getter. Yeah, I'm a go getter. <laughs> yeah, go you're, get I mean, it. you're obviously motivated, and you, but you have this analytical kind of like. It sounds like you're perfect for what you're doing. I think that all translates to, um, you talk about going to become a, a CPA or something or whatever, but like, I, I wasn't offered marketing- the trophy wife position. That's why. Okay. Like it's fear. I am a single woman. I have no other choice. And even during my marriage, I was the breadwinner. I had no choice. I've been well, taking have- care of my. You have a choice where people would, other people would choose just to give up. You know, like, or just, you know, not, well, I mean, still something in you is, is motivating you and inspiring you to move forward. I have to and, leave a legacy. I, I, I have to leave a hmm. legacy. So I will tell you, 
Um, like most comedians, uh, I have mental illness, as I mentioned. February 15, 2020, I drove myself to the ER because I didn't want to live anymore. Oh. There was no reason for me to live. There's no reason on paper. There is no, I have no family. Uh, my in-laws decided that I should just get married again after my husband died five years ago. I, I immediately stopped getting invitations to all family events, like I got divorced. Yeah, wow. nice Christian family, okay? Now, some of my nieces still talk to me, and like my stepdaughter, my grandchildren, they all just stopped talking to me. Like I never existed. Like I didn't change diapers and cut fingernails and wash their hair and take them to Taekwondo, ballet, soccer, sew their costumes. Like I helped my stepdaughter raise her children. And then I was nothing. And wait, 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 because you got divorced? What, what, because he died. he died. He died. He died. He died of stage four kidney failure, heart attack, dialysis, diabetes, complications from diabetes. But it was stage four but, kidney but failure. But how does that translate to everything else happening? They decided that I should just get married again. The entire oh, family stopped talking to me. Until you get... Just, just some bigger. I mean, families are messed up. My family is not exactly perfect. My wife's No, it doesn't make up. sense. It doesn't make sense. And so... <laughs> And so, uh, and, and I was struggling so hard. I was working just to work the way it was in when I was telling you about being a secretary. I just worked and then I would, you know, come home and go to sleep and eat and take the dogs out and go to work. And like, and I was working from home and I was still doing that. And then it just got harder and harder. Um, I've had some, you know, with success. On the internet, you also have people thinking that you're a monster on the internet, which happened last year and monster. earlier this year. Yeah, I'm a monster. Just go find people talking shit about me. They're, they're all over the place. I'm a racist. I, um, I I'm all kinds of things. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they don't, people don't like me, yeah. don't like me, but there's people that really want to ruin my career. I don't, you know, I can't stop them. No. I'm not responsible for that. But really, it was horrible. Like, I, I just, I, I, my friends were not good friends anymore. They weren't really supportive people. Um, and I knew that it was a culmination of, like, I objectively knew that having a hysterectomy and uh, affected, um, and being on those supplements affected the, um, affected the effectiveness of my antidepressant medication. And I wasn't sleeping. It was just, it was horrible. It was so horrible. Oh. I knew I needed to be, I knew I, so when I left, I was only there for six hours. They didn't keep me. They knew, they said, oh, you need to sleep. So I've been on trazodone ever since. I'm loud and proud about Cymbalta and tra trazodone. I'm never getting off of it. And the people that tell me you should just take CBD can pound sand. So they, the thing is like, during that follow-up meeting with my psychiatrist, she said, okay, so what are some reasons to live? And I couldn't think of any. I, she just waited. Well, most people say my kid, my dog, my right. house, my business. I had nothing. I had no family. When I went to my therapist and I told her this, she was like, wait, so are you telling me you have no family? I said, yes, that's what I'm telling you. Because I'm not close to my mom and sister. We're working on that now. 
we're working on it. But like at the mm-hmm. time, you know, and she goes, wow, I need therapy. And I'm like, not professional. It's not about, you know what I mean? Like, but I said, okay. So I had to like start with why, you know, I had to go, well, I like helping people. Yeah. And she goes, okay. I like to travel. Okay. Right. So I turned that into uh, writing five, publishing five books last year. Whoa. Taking, taking and reframing my, I have no family to, I'm a free agent. I sold everything, sold or donated everything that didn't fit into my 2020 Civic and moved to San Antonio, Texas with only those things. Started over. Yes. And it's the best thing I ever did because I needed to be away from the ghosts. Mm-hmm. It wasn't part of it was fitting in with my goals, which is lowering my cost of living which is down 35% and being and changing my life where it wasn't, I wasn't around Mercier's friends and family and as a pastor and everybody knowing that I, it's just ghosts, 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 ghosts of people, a parade of people who decided to not participate in my life. It was yeah. just too, literally too depressing. So I, I mean, I got stabilized and, you know, I still have dark moments, but I have tools now where I'm like, okay. no, yeah, I'm like, I'm stable. But I talk about it because people think, oh, you're so motivated. Yes, because I didn't want to live. It's really that simple. I had to find something. I had to have a legacy. When you don't have children and you don't, like literally, except for my last name and some pictures on Facebook, there is no evidence I was married for 23 years. There's no business, there's no kids, because I miscarried and I'm infertile. And there's no house. I have nothing from that marriage. Physical. Yeah. Right? So then it felt like it didn't exist. And I didn't want to be like, oh, so are you single? I'm widowed. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's not a good way to start a conversation. So then I felt like I was erasing this giant chunk of my life. Right. Yeah. Instead, I'm like, that's who I was. That's part of who I am now. Right. I wouldn't be right. who I am now. And that's I exactly like right. who I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is, the, yeah. Well, this is, see, this is, I feel like when I'm listening to you, I feel like this could be very inspiring for a lot of people. I want um, people. That, that's why I talk about it. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, I, I and I can look at my life too. I've had conversations. I, I don't suffer from anything that I know of that being the whole uh, off the wall sometimes probably, but, <laughs> but, and I laugh a lot. Um, but no, I've had conversations with like, Oh, I wish I would have done this or wish I would have done that with my life. I kind of regret, I have a lot of regrets, but at the same time, uh, somebody told me, a friend told me, he's like, you know what? It's all okay. Cause it made you who you are today. You have experiences. You have a collection of experiences that make you unique, um, that you can pull from, and starting today, you can build on that, and and so it, it becomes your unique your unique advantage in life, having those experiences, and and but but it's also important to have like you were ready to give up. Now I can't relate to that either. I, you know, but at the same time, I've had times in my life where it's like, where am I going next, and what am I doing, and, and um, but it's it's important to find you didn't. You somehow find your way to somebody that could help you and, you know, figure out your why and all that yeah. stuff. And because that's out there, even if you're feeling right now, you're feeling like 
giving up. There's nothing to, to live for. There's always, you may feel that, but you have, but if you seek it out, right. And you ask for help. It's out there. It's hard mm-hmm. to ask for help because it doesn't make any yeah. sense. It does. It defies yeah. logic. It has, we think that we can now cognitive behavioral therapy helps you like in the moment, you have these tools where you practice just like anything, you know, you practice like noticing, Oh, okay, wait a second. Stop, drop and roll, you know? Um, but even on Monday in therapy, I was like, well, if I suck at my career, then who am I? Cause that's all I have left. I'm not a wife. I'm not a mom. I'm not a grandma. I'm not a musician. She goes, you're all those things. They're just not the priority right now because who right. you are doesn't change just because you don't have that job title. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. that, that's the perspective that I'm getting because I am so black and white, so literal that I'm very good at it. That's not a good thing to be good at though. Right. Cause the nuance of life is completely different. And, and the truth is that I have curated a family that matters. Like my sister-in-law, I call her my sister-in-law. She's the sister-in-law of my sister-in-law. We're technically not related, but like we chose each other as family. My best friends, mm-hmm. I chose them as family. I've curated a family where there was none. Yeah. Right. And we all care for one another. And so I have built a lot. I've rebuilt my life. I feel like I'm Madonna all the time, rebuilding my career, keeping it fresh, you know, and I'm in a super good place, uh, you know, for all things, but it didn't happen just because, okay, we, these dark or low times or career pivots or, you know, especially in our, at our age group, you know, we still have good 20 years of, you know, 15 to 25 years of work, of revenue producing years, right? So we think, oh, you know, we're too old. And I, that's something that I'm, I worry about. Ageism is a real problem. It's a real problem in, in tech. Yeah, I, I think about it too. Like, I, I hope, like, I feel that's like why- I'm not kind of my last you know, my big effort at the end of <laughs> end of a career or business, because I, I know, like, I don't know what shape I'm going to be in in 10 years or 20 years, or I'm hoping I'm still, you know, sharp and, and whatever, and, and can run a business. Cause I think I always, it's a weird thing in my life. Like, um, you know, my, I'm a pretty simple person. Like I don't need a lot in my life and I don't, I don't have like, I'm not religious. I'm agnostic. So I have a religion. I grew up Lutheran, but I'm kind of neutral in every aspect you can think of. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just kind of like pretty boring, but this is who I am. And, um, but at this state, but so my life is actually revolves around my business. Cause this, I, and I love this podcast cause I love talking to people that are also passionate about business and, and life and have work through problems like that and, and, and inspiring people. I love that aspect of it. I love talking business marketing and that's, I'm kind of a nerd. Like I don't really have much else. This is like, this is my thing, you know, Yeah, but and, we have but, to stop demonizing people who like work. We yeah. get, uh, we get rewarded. There's a, I feel very rewarded when like mm-hmm. a client emails me and says, Oh my gosh, thanks for hooking me up with yeah. another one of my clients. And my literally one of my clients said, your clients are making babies because I'm a people <laughs> broker. Oh, I, yes. yeah. I 
match people up together and, and then they people. do something. Yeah. Yes. And right. that's when the Grinch's heart grows is three three more yeah. sizes. Well, see, so that's I, your why, though, That's right? my that's why. Your, that's yeah. my why. I mean, yeah. And, so, I mean, that's, that's what I've figured out in, in even very recently. Like, what is it that's – yes, I like business. Yes, I like marketing. Yes, I like helping clients. and But I like helping people. And I feel like there's this um, cascading effect. Like I'm, I'm helping a business do better business, improve their website, um, you know, yeah, maintain their site, keep it up, yeah, uh, whatever I do, or build them an awesome, or design something awesome for them. That's going to make their business better. That's going to make their lives better. That's going to make their employees' lives better. Their employees' lives, families are going to be better because it all just like just trickle down effect. Yeah, and that's how I feel. But that's kind of my why is I'm, I'm. I'm here helping people, you know, which will trickle down to helping uh, hopefully a lot of people. And, yeah, and that's, and that's yeah, rewarding. That's figuring that out, yeah, that's important. It's, it's emotionally rewarding, and there's nothing wrong with that. We're not workaholics. Yeah. I mean, yesterday right. I sat on the couch. Uh, I was had a horrible headache, and I watched the history of comedy hmm. all day long. All day long. Who cares? That's I mean, that's why yeah. I have. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I do that too. I like sometimes you just, especially if you have a busy, busy few days or something, it's like, okay, I'm just going to take a few hours, do what Matt wants to do for a couple hours, just disappear. No one will know. It doesn't matter because <laughs> right. we're not trading time anymore, Matt. That's the right. thing. We're not trading time. Exactly. We're, we're getting paid for the scope of work. Yeah. All right. We, I feel like we've only scratched the surface here. I'm going to end with something though, because I, I, we were going to talk about Twitter and stuff. We'll save that for another time. Oh yeah, um, that's boring. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole other can of worms. But I have. So I was looking at your website today. I just was kind of peeking around. What you, you know? What's Bridget all about? And actually, I had looked at it a, few, uh, when we, I don't know, a little while ago. But I revisited it, and there's a theme on that page. It's all about uh, basically alcohol and bars, and you're using that kind of as an analogy for what you're doing. Hospitality. I'm very curious. I'm very curious. Now that why you chose that branding? What why why what did you take? Is there something that influenced you or something? Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. First of all, Rhonda Nagard from FatDogCreatives.com has been mm -hmm. designing my website for years now, and it, before it was all milk and cookies because I'm like DIY and I love cooking. There were there were like soft reds and you know muted pastels. It's very feminine, okay. and I said. You know, it was time for us to redo my site because, you know, we do it every, like, 18-ish mm, months. And I was like, okay, I feel like my client base is 95% male, and my website is very feminine. Mm, so okay. I went through her branding process. <laughs> Literally. And she Apparently goes, what? all guy, guys love bourbon. I love bourbon. I love bourbon, scotch, rye, you know, that's me. Yeah. Okay. And and that's the truth. Like, and that social media is about hospitality. You know, let's go mm. have a drink, coffee, water, yeah. tea, bourbon. It doesn't yeah. matter. But like, so there was something of me. So we tapped into the more masculine side of me, you know, because like my girlfriends used to be like, you drink like an old man, Bridget, like, whatever. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Who cares? That's what I like. But yeah. but it, it we've got in the earthy tones because yeah. I because I do organic 
social media. Nice. I don't do automation and all that stuff. It's let's sit down, let's have a conversation, let's get to know people. You know, that's the that's what we're doing on social media. We're bringing people to your brand. We're making them feel comfortable on your website. We're making it yeah. easy for them to engage with you. That's Love why it. people meet at bars or pubs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I used to joke that at Hennessy's and Dana Point, I was like, Norm, I sit at the corner. Just like on Cheers, I had all the good lines, and everybody was glad to see me. Everybody knew my name, right? Hey, yeah. Bridget, how you doing? That's what we're doing with brand awareness on social media marketing. I call it marketing instead of management because I come up with the strategy. We mm -hmm. want them to think of you. Copying, Xerox. Search, Google. Tissue, Kleenex. WooCommerce plugins. Who do you think of? <laughs> plugins. What, 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 what company? Well, uh, automatic. There you go. Like, so you want that, you want that connection. Yeah. Hosting, Kinsta. Right. Like, who are you thinking of? Right, right. That's, that's the brand awareness piece. Interesting. But it's, yeah. it's the hospitality that helps gather them, right? Yeah. And they, they make, yeah. they're comfortable, they're gonna make a decision because we purchase because of our lizard brain. And then we do research to justify an emotional decision. So I always say affinity leads to loyalty, loyalty leads to sales. Affinity is that feeling, you know? Mm. When, I, when you see, when you have a connection with a person, then you see the logo, then you have that feeling, that emotional attachment. We make emotional decisions. I'm all about human behavior. And creating that hospitality online is the same. Great. Yeah. I, I can really, it resonates with me because I was a bartender in my 20s for almost eight, 10 years. I was a full time bartender. And um, I, I had that. I, lived, I worked in a dive bar most of that time, you know, and had our regulars. And, and I feel like sometimes I, I Maybe my personality kind of, uh, you know, the kinds of reflected in my personality online and just kind of happy go lucky, you know, let's all get together. Let's, you know, and, and that's how but I feel about everything. What, what are um, bartenders but, doing though, Matt? They're facilitating conversation. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. What am I doing online? I'm facilitating conversation. And during consults, when you're having that one-on-one -on -one with your bartender, it's like therapy. And repeatedly, mm. over and over, when I have my marketing consults with CEOs and executives, they say, wow, this was like therapy. I'm like, right, because I have to get you to, to understand how and what you're doing to be in your own way and get you out of your own way. It is therapy. Yeah. yeah. Just like bartender. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's and awesome. How great, okay. And how great is it when people know your drink? You walk in, they know your drink, right? And so how great is it when somebody sees a tweet and says, how's your dog doing? Because I remembered you have a dog. Yeah, yeah, that's true, right. I mean, you have, if you learn about others and you talk to them like a friend, uh, one of the things, that, you know, with the bar I worked in for, I worked in Mequon, Wisconsin. The bar's not there, they tore it down now. Um, and But it was a really interesting location because it was a dive bar. But it had, Mequon's a very rich area. A lot of it's the per capita income there is ridiculous. 
uh, sort of six figures average. But there was a college there, and there was also this other, uh, you know, the there was a manufacturing area over here, and so we had these like collection of people that I had at this bar. Like I would have like a guy. I don't know why we knew he was worth thirty million. Maybe he said he was, <laughs> but people knew that he was worth a lot of money. And he'd be sitting next to some guy out of work, and then they got the college students over here, like you know, and they're all just talking and having fun, doing shots, shaking dice, and that's how I feel it could be. You know, level like, that's, playing that's, field. That's, that's what yeah. Twitter does. So I yeah. mean, for the next topic, Brings everybody can... together. Yeah, that's why I love social media. But again, that's that's there's so much more we talk about there. That's another podcast. That's hey, another Bridget, podcast. stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll like I said. We just keep talking. We'll just cut this up. We get all I don't have to get a drink or something. No, I gotta get my nails. To... I gotta get my nails. Oh. They're getting too long. Like I tried to do the girl thing, but I type for a living. I'm like, ah, I can't stand yeah. this. Cut <laughs> them oh, off. So, well, so where? So if somebody wants to find you, uh, where do they find you? Where? Where's your website? Where do you live online? Um, BridgetWillard.com. Bridget M. Willard on Twitter. Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Bridget Willard. Bridget Willard has a Google search. Bridget Willard on YouTube. Like, I'm around. I'm easy to find. 15 yeah. pages Google. deep on a Google search last time I checked. Yes. That's awesome when you can say, just Google me. Well, yeah. yeah. I that's, mean, it, it, that's why it's, it's good to have a, like a semi-unique name. That's not too popular, so you or no, there is famous person. You're... No, there's other Bridget Willards in San Antonio, Texas, because this is the seventh largest city in the United States. But yeah. I'm more voluminous on the internet. It's about volume; you have to be um, louder. And that's the lesson we'll leave with. Well, thanks for coming on. It was it was a real pleasure uh, talking with you. We'll have you on again. I hope someday. You take care. You too. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this podcast or provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, Unified Web Design. That's my agency. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top, fill out that form, and it will open a ticket, and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.